Hello and welcome everyone to the Let's Play Supporting Screen Time Alternatives podcast. My name is Kristen Kalina and I am the co-founder of Mastermind Adventures, where our mission is to create fun, healthy alternatives to screen time for kids and teens. In this week's episode, I interview award-winning educator, wrestling coach, dad, and foster parent, Lloyd Lamar. Lloyd has been working with kids for over 25 years in the classroom, on the mat, and in his home. We talk about how education has changed over the years and how to stay connected to your kids and how he uses the kids' own interest and enthusiasm to help teach them useful skills. This episode is a goldmine of inspiration on how to capture our kids' attention offline. Let's get started. So, uh, welcome Let's Play community. I'm Kristen Kalina from Mastermind Adventures. This is my friend, uh, longtime friend, old friend. I need to use that word. All right, all right. Lloyd Lamar. Lloyd is a teacher and a coach and an incredible dad and um, all kinds of, he's the man about town. And okay. I'm really excited to be able to interview him. Um, he teaches a lot of classes with us here at Mastermind, usually over the summer because he is a, a real actual teacher um, during, <laughs> during the I school I just don't year. play one on television. <laughs> <laughs> but I try, to, I try to steal him as often as possible because um, he's just incredibly gifted and talented with the kids, the kids always respond really well to his classes because of his approach, and that's why I thought he would be a great person to interview for you for this community um, to kind of talk about offline activities and things that he's found as a dad or as an instructor, uh, as a coach that work best with kids. Um, so why don't you talk a little bit about your background to start with, and a little bit about you? All right. Well. Um... I've been teaching since 1997. Uh, I actually started out as an elementary school teacher, and uh, now I teach uh, high school mathematics. I have a degree in English, <laughs> and uh, I have, uh, I'm certified to teach mathematics from kindergarten up to high school level. Uh, so it's a, it's a pretty big gap. It's a long, yeah. it's a long story, um, but uh, <laughs> what uh, got me into uh, teaching uh, it was that uh, another teacher pointed out that I have a, 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 an ability to communicate um, very difficult things very succinctly. Yeah. And many times I'd be kind of like the assistant teacher in class and things like that. And so, um, uh, but now as a uh, you know been been around for a long time, I've watched education kind of morph uh, into something and the aspects of it that aren't as healthy. As I would like, so uh, I work really hard to kind of bring balance. I think um, all students, all all children should uh, have an academic balance, but also a physical balance, a mental balance. Uh, I think if you gravitate too far into any of those directions, um, that lack of balance, uh, I don't think is as healthy as it could be. So, and I know, and I know parents as a whole are looking for that. They want their children now. When I think of athletics, I don't think you necessarily have to play baseball or football or something like that. But I think you you, you should you should have something physical, you know, right. um, be it yoga or tai chi or uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be you know organized sports or your, your, your classic. And I think people get lost with that. And um, and, and also as an educator, I'm looking for students to. Uh, understand their value. Right. A lot of times in my math class, I'll take a tangent and I will, you know, speak to young people about why they're important. Yeah. And um, 
really help them to understand that they're valuable. And I think a lot of times with our very Twitter-focused, you know, Instagram, you know, uh, way of looking at things, people miss out on their value. Uh, and I think that as a global community, uh, we, we've seen a lot of uh, damage there. And uh, a lot of our students isolate themselves because they don't think they matter. And, um, and I don't believe that. So I, I'm always looking to encourage, I'm always looking to draw people out, uh, sometimes to their discomfort, you know. <laughs> but uh, but I, I, I just think it's important to, you know, to be as well-rounded as possible. And uh, everyone's individual unique, uniquenesses right, are, are, are important. So just because you don't like basketball doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It right. just means you don't like basketball. Right. Um, but you, you know, you spend hours running. Like, I don't like running. That's like anti-me. That's like, you know, I run like a bag of sand anyway. So it's like not, my, not on my list of things. But, um, but there's a series of things that I enjoy. And it's, you know, it's good to find other communities of people who enjoy those things, who have even diverse backgrounds. But So we're different, come from all these different places. But we like this, you know, this, this silly little thing over here so we can join up around it and kind of, you know, uh, you know, be that, you know. Find common ground. Exactly, have yeah. that commonality, you know. We're able to, to work on it together despite, you know, the different places we come from. Right, so and so forth. right. Yeah, so you've been a teacher for how many years? Let's see here. Um, oh wow, I'm feeling really old right now. Um, uh, 18 as far as traditional wow. classroom. Yeah. Um, and over 20. Wow. Um, because I, I uh, in between being a teacher, I, I worked as a, a full-time minister right. and continued teaching in a different way. Right. That way. So I've been a teacher since 19, uh, yeah, a, a long time. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say over 25 years if I, because I went to work in the ministry right out of uh, college. Right. And so and that was 1994. Oh, yeah. wow, I feel so old. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So... Uh, so, uh, yeah. so yeah, I've been teaching for a long time. And you've got four kids of your own. Yes. So I have one in high, one in college, one in high school, one in junior high, and one in diapers. Yeah. Because um, my, my wife and I also do uh, foster care, and we're looking yeah. to adopt our youngest. Right. You know, and uh, and I think the other thing that's prompted me as a school teacher is being a parent, yeah. being being a dad. Um, you know, my my parents had their difficulties when it came to rearing us, and a lot of those. Uh, you know, um, those lessons, those indirect lessons, I, I, I look to make sure that I, I bestow on my kids. So, first of all, as a dad being around, being present, um, uh, fighting to be interested in things that I may not be necessarily interested in, but, you know, I'm going to be find supportive. a way to yeah, be supportive and be there and then read up and learn and make yeah. myself uncomfortable. Because I think in those situations when... And I'm not the expert. Yeah. My kids get to be the expert. Mm -hmm. And so there are times I'll ask for their help. Yeah. And and they're realizing, oh, daddy can learn too. Yeah. And I always put myself in a position to uh, to learn from my from my, my children. Yeah. And so that's always been uh, I think that's helpful to them, humbling for me because I need a good sometimes a lethal dose of humility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but uh, it, it works with my kids. And then um, and so as a dad, that's you know. I, I believe that's my, my greatest work, yeah. you know, um, is just to make sure that my children are supported. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and so, you know, my, I have, a, uh, my oldest is almost 19, 
and he still asks for input yeah. about particular things. Yeah. And that how do I do this? And you know, um, you know, because he wrestled, you know, in high school. And I wrestled in high school, and I coached. Actually, I've coached even longer, longer than I've been teaching. I think right. so. Right. Uh, him getting input on all right, w what's the best thing to do in this situation, and then for me to ask, all right. You know, what do you think about this? I was going to show this move to this kid. But what do you yeah. think? And get input from him. So yep. the feedback is great. My, my middle son is an actor. Yeah, um, incredible actor. Incredible yeah. actor. Um, but for us to have the conversations and to ask him, how did you get into that? You got into that, that emotional place really fast. What do yeah. you do? Yeah. And uh, he discussed how he finds things he can tap into. You know, my, uh, my daughter... Uh, child three is a uh, is like an engineer yeah. and she's a writer and she's just amazing. Mm -hmm. So she and I have talked for hours about mm -hmm. ideas that she had. We will we'll discuss, you know, what about this, what about that, and I'll ask. All right, what what's the origin story of your character, and mm -hmm. you know, um, just so she can flesh it out and encouraging her to write things down. Yeah. And yeah. So now she has her journals all over the house and yeah. things that she was writing things down. And William. You know, he's, he's the baby. The one now. <laughs> yeah, but he's starting to show, uh, and I think because he has great examples with his older, you know, uh, siblings, you know, he just, he's starting to, you know, want to keep up with them. Mm -hmm. So they even watch this two-year-old start to identify uh, letters in the alphabet, mm -hmm. numbers, and, you know, a uh, very strong-willed little kid, but he <laughs> kind of knows, this is what I want to do. So, yeah. all right. So even being supportive with the two-year-old. So Is it different now? Because I know we had kids. So Lloyd and I have known each other since we were in our 20s, um, early, early 20s. We've known each other yeah. a long time. Um, and so, and I have, you know, our kids, our older two kids are the same age. Mm -hmm. um, and then I stopped having kids, but he kept going. So, um, so he's got a couple more kids. But is it different, like, raising your little one? Like, is it different being a dad after having been a dad as a young person and now as, you know this golden age that we are <laughs> um, like now kind of looking at parenting is it different do you know what I'm saying like is it a different experience now that you've been through a little it? bit yeah. a little bit only because now being older uh, I have to be more efficient because I do not have the energy <laughs> you know, that I had when I you okay, know like almost 20 years that's ago that's fair yeah so yeah. I, I've, been, I've become more efficient you know and but the beauty of it is now that I have these older helpers yeah um, it's good for them to all right and i had to tell them i need you to go outside and run with him yeah 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 all right dad and they go out and they run now before yeah. that was my job i was right. the one who went out and ran yeah, with oh, them. i remember you know uh, yeah exactly <laughs> so uh but but for them now uh and it's helped them to be responsible yeah. and sensitive and you know to to ask the right questions and you know so, so it's is it different yeah I, but i think our um our mission statement hasn't changed yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. Of we're trying to build you know, uh, children that are confident, right. that are aware, yeah. that are intelligent, that are mindful of others. We're, we're, we're still looking to do the same things. How we get to the goal has, has adjusted because I, I, I've realized I need more help, right. you know. Um, and then to even have, you know, my children say things that I said to, you know, my wife. You know, we might need to let them work this out on their own. Like my oldest son, um, William's crying. <laughs> What are we gonna let them work that out? I'm like, uh, yeah, gonna let yeah. them work that out. I'm like, yeah. wow. Oh, that's it, it, so funny. But to see how these things are translated, you know, yeah. down to them, and now they're using them. Right. 
you know, so. Um, so, um, so you've been in teaching for a while. Mm -hmm. um, how, how has teaching changed over the years? Like, have the students, are the students that are, because you're teaching in high school now, mm -hmm. right? What are, are they facing different challenges now than they did when you first started teaching? Is it a different um, battle, I guess, for them? Or, or how, how well, has that changed over time? I, I, I think um, that's a great question. It's, it's very multifaceted as I think about it. So, first of all, education has changed in the sense that the focus on what is important has changed. I believe education originally um, and I said originally to me, we're talking about the last 25 years, um, was more balanced. It was more about well-roundedness, um, the, the overt um, leaning towards standardized testing and things like that. I think we were building better test takers, but we're building less creative people. Okay. Um, it's that lack of creativity. Um, I think that's our biggest danger. Um, when students lose their ability to be creative, to think outside the box, they become um, they become mentally institutionalized almost, and they've they they think this is only as, this is as far as I can go. Without that access of imagination, um, you just start becoming a cookie cutter to some degree, and you become like everybody else. And so, and I think as a result of that, I think we've also found some problems where. If someone now thinks outside the box, they're they're bullied, they're, they're teased, they're they're you know there's some name calling because you're not fit you're not fitting into the status quo that we have lined up here, um, and now with the ability to get information, you know I'm and I always you know every so often I tease my my, my students where so you guys have access to more information more readily than any other you know generation in history and. You're, you're, We've got something very exciting yeah, no, happening. We don't know what it is, but it's really yeah, exciting. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> but they spend time watching cats fall out of trees. So, right. You know, yeah, and so yeah, it's like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so um, I think this generation has the opportunity to be more distracted than, you know, my generation right. did. But my generation uh, played a lot more. We played for hours and hours and hours and hours and right. hours. Um, we, you know, we built things, we broke right. things, we took right. things apart. We got yelled at for taking things yeah. apart, you know. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, um, we actually have conversations with people face to face, eye to eye. <laughs> yes. You know, uh, they're, you know, they're, and then, but you know, we didn't, we we weren't always on video games and yeah. things like that. Um, so, I think with all the technological advances that this generation has, I still think they are. Um, the technology is still underused. Uh -huh. um, I cannot tell you how many times I get asked these almost trivia questions by students, and I'm like, but you're sitting in front of a computer. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. now the challenge with that is, and, we're, and I think we're becoming more aware of it, there's still a lot of bad information yeah. out there. Um, so one of the things I've had to teach my, my students, and I'm a math teacher, is to teach them how to fact check. Um, to to do research, right. but this generation has gotten so oh that well it has to be true it was on the internet. Right. Coming to find out that, that that's, that's not, not true. true. There's a lot of there's a lot of fakeness out there. A lot yeah. of things that aren't accurate. Right. But and as a result of that lack of accuracy, you know we 
there's you know, there are arguments that are you know happening and you know going about because people they won't check. Right. You know? yep. Well, somebody said this; it must be true. Like, right. especially if it reaffirms what they already think. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And even the way uh, search engines work, they look. <clears throat> they they're designed to figure out what you're interested in, right. not what's necessarily going to. Uh, advance your your intelligence, um, but then as a result of that um, that narrow that narrow searchness, I guess that's out there. People become more narrow-minded. So you have this amazing ability to get even great information, but you don't ever check anything, you don't ever research anything, you don't ever challenge anything. Um, <laughs> um, wow! They're trying to break the the record. These okay. need more hands. Well, it's okay. Yeah. It's all right. It's just, it's yeah, louder no, than it's, it usually is. No. But that's all right. No, they're, they're learning. That's they're learning. You know? That's how they, that's how um, they learn. Um, what they've done is they've taken, it looks like some kind of slime, and yep. they're trying to see how far well, that can they stretch can stretch it. it. I think and that last one is you know almost what? 20 feet. They're very courteously doing that on my linoleum and yes. not on the carpet. So that's actually very thoughtful. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> Good children. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, this but is to, masterminds on Wednesday. This is yeah, how but, it is. Yeah, but that's my point. Yeah. So here you have four kids who, yep. and they're problem solving, but they, they don't are. realize that they're problem solving. Right. So the so goal much is learning in that. how far can I stretch this out? Right. There's a cooperation yep. that's there, but our present system doesn't encourage teamwork. Right. But the only time it does encourage teamwork is you have to be on an organized sports team. Yes. Right. And uh, you have to sit at a desk at school. When, when, Every job I've ever had has always been collaboration. Right. We're, so we tell students if you collaborate with somebody, you're cheating. And then when you become an adult, then you're you can collaborate. To, right. Which, which is a lot of the reason why we've developed a lot of our programs at correct. Masterminds. You know, starting with Nerf and then using things like today we ran a Quidditch game. And, um, you know, uh, I, I often tell people the activity itself is not as important as what you can teach them while they're exactly. doing the activity. Exactly. So, yeah. Yep. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's kind of fun. That's that's one thing I do really. I mean, so, uh, no, no, uh, we're here it, to talk about you, it but works. it is. It's really kind of. It's my favorite thing about watching the the kids that come in here on Wednesdays mm -hmm. is that they still have that. Um, they have the time and the space uh, to to kind of explore and to mm -hmm. learn a little bit. Well, the more other part is way and more naturally. they're having an argument right now, yeah. which they don't get to do that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. No. No. You can yell at yeah. somebody via text. And right, now, right, right. But they're able to read inclination. They're yeah. able to read people's faces. Yeah. And they're working it out. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're coming to an end. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're solving a problem. They're using their words. Yeah. And there's so many things there. Yeah. You know? Very cool. Um, even, you know, even one of them, she got, uh, she's so passionate about what they're doing. She got emotional. Yeah. But the rest of the group didn't berate her for that. Right, right, they, right. They, they, they realize, oh, wait a minute. Maybe we need to figure something else yeah, out. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But that's the beauty. That's, right. you know. Right, um, So cool. So, um, so as, um, as someone who's, who's been teaching for a long time and now there's all these, these things that are supposed to help our students with right. technology. Um, so how do you go, get around that? I mean, I know you're telling, you're kind of encouraging them to fact check. Right. You're encouraging them to do yeah. their research. Um, you know, what kind of strategies maybe could parents use with their own kids um, at home to kind of help them when they get stuck, maybe even if they are on screens. I mean, mm -hmm. we've talked about, you know, this, this group is all about trying to help kids right. find 
alternatives to screens, but screens are not always bad, right? Correct. And Correct. a lot of times they're being used for educational purposes and things like that. So, um, you know, so if some if a child gets stuck um, at home, you know, what what kind of strategies might they so be able to use as stuck a parent? Academically, or you mean just academically using a game, using um, you know, in any way to kind of help support or redirect their kids. Well, I think yeah. I think part of that is definitely being um, connected. You know, definitely being being willing to have the conversations, be willing to talk to your kids because sometimes it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I, I had found some data uh, years ago where it said that teachers spend more quality time with wow. students than parents do. Oh, wow. On average. And, and, and being a math teacher, that, that word average is very poignant. Yeah. Um, teachers will spend about a week, about seven hours of quality time. Right. Parents may get in a week seven minutes. Right. Well, you know, because more parents are working, right? right. Mm-hmm. You got to work um, to support your family. And right. so it's those stolen moments. You right. You know what I mean? And it's the distraction of the game or whatever else. Now, I have found one way to kind of unlock your kids is to sit down next to them and play with them. Mm. It might mean you might, might need to learn how to play Mario Kart. Right. <laughs> You know, you might need to learn how to play 2K. Right. You might need to... Minecraft, uh, yeah. And have conversations as you're going through this, you know, um, to develop opportunities to discuss why do you like this game so much? Why is... You know, what fascinates you about this? And so there have been times where, you know, putting myself in the position of the learner, having my children teach me, you know, how to do this. Now, they're they're laughing at me, of course, and I'm nowhere near as good, you know, at it as they are. But, you know, they're in a position where they're like, oh, wait a minute, dad's interested. Um, I think helping your kids get unstuck is, I think it's always checking why is it valuable, but what's more valuable? And understanding that it's a tool. Right. The moment it becomes an idol or it becomes something that so much of their time is absorbed by, but they can't they can't think through the fact that this is a tool. It's not necessarily a lifestyle set in front of a video game. I don't think it's necessarily the best the same way you can't play basketball all day. Right. You know, you can't you know, even the professional athletes don't even play all day. They take a break. There's a there's an off season, you know. Um so I guess getting unstuck is just remaining in a position to have those conversations, uh, being mindful, being thoughtful, being, you know, um, being ready to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you're sitting there like, what? Yeah. You know, and then you're still looking at the control and they're, you know, and you're getting barked at by your kids because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daddy, you're killing us. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm trying to, you know. Um, but, to, you know, put yourselves in the, and then, and then take a break. You know, let's take a break. We're gonna go for a walk. Right. You know. Right. Let's, let's, well, that was my next question. Yeah. So, what what kind of things do you do with your kids when they've been going for too long, um, um, and it's time to take a break? Well, that's the other thing is 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 to create um to to create when I when I've seen it's gone a little bit over, they might you know mean all right, we're gonna ration this out, especially walking into the summer. Um, there's no video games after midnight. Right. Uh, here's your block. Right. There's other things to do. Yeah. I have older boys, so they're working. Yeah. You know, helping them find jobs. Yeah. There's plenty of stuff to do around the house. Yeah. Uh, here's our screen time. And yeah. We, and we, we partition it, you know. 
um, from you know from one to two, and then all right from five to six, or you know after dinner. But we partition it, and we're gonna go to the Museum of Science. We're gonna right. go to uh, the Children's Museum. We're gonna go into Boston. We're gonna go. We're gonna walk around, we're gonna explore, we're going to, oh, let's use our screens to figure out where we're gonna, yeah. you know, so using, showing it as a tool. Right. Um, going to parks, you know, playing, building with Legos, breaking things, you know. Uh, especially people who have young children, Legos or blocks have to be one of the best ways to introduce mathematics. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why, in a lot of ways, um, young men tend to be a little bit better at geometry mm -hmm. because we hand them blocks. They hand them blocks before <laughs> they get anything else. So one of the first things I handed my daughter, yeah. there were blocks. Right. So she played with blocks early on because yeah. uh, it helps develop spatial awareness and yeah. things like that. But then, you know, so we're going to build something. We're going to play with puzzles. Right. We're going to read. We're going to, and we diversify what it is we're doing. Maybe they pick the book. I read a page, you read a page. Um, you read it to me. At one point, my daughter was, you know, reading to me at night yeah. before she went to bed. Yeah. And many times I'd be, you know, daddy, 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 <laughs> what, what? I'm done with the book. Yeah, Go yeah. to bed, daddy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she ushered me out of the room because right. I fell asleep while she was reading right. to me. Um, so, yeah, those, those are some things, but I think you have to diversify. Yeah. If, if we make screens taboo. Right. They're and gonna, they're just speaking it right. But if it's a tool, yes. if we appreciate them, right. then our children will appreciate them. Right. If we make it this thing that should not be touched or, you know, then it becomes harder. Because right. we're not around our, you know, especially when you have older kids, you're not around them, you know, 24-7. Right. And I remember what I was like when, I, when my parents weren't around. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'd follow the rules more, uh, you know. Uh, when they're home. When they're home. <laughs> You know, when they weren't home, like, yeah. you know, it's Vegas, you know, they, yeah. you know. Yeah. So a lot of parents are also looking for, I mean, I know we've talked about a lot of things that we can do with our kids, mm -hmm. but a lot of parents are like, yeah, that's great, um, but I have to clean the house, get some dishes mm -hmm. done, cook, right. work, you know, whatever it is that we, we have to do. Right. So what are great, like, independent activities that you can encourage um, kids to do or, like, kind of go-to strategies that might be engaging for kids um, well, while mom gets or dad gets some other stuff done. Well, I mean, we did, you know, we just did discuss reading, but my daughter was into, she was making podcasts. Oh, I love and, that. And, and things like that. And, um, and so... Now, it was using the screen, but it was using it usefully. Right. Or she was, um, we'd gotten her a, um, we're looking, I'm trying to choose, yeah, she was, she was making, trying to make little movies and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But it was using the screen, but it was so, it was so creative. It's turned around. Exactly. Yeah. So. Because you got um, all that creative problem solving, you still have critical thinking going on, you still have exactly. the creativity of either writing right. something or coming up with something off right. the top of your head. And then, and then the follow up. Right. How did that end? What are you doing? Right. Who are you working with? And she was able to use the screen. She was able to get a, a team of you know friends together, and they would work on these things, you know, together. And so wow, she wanted great. to start her own little YouTube, and yeah, they were gonna yeah. do these things, and you know. Um, so now the the challenge of other things to do, it's I think it, it, it depends on the parents, but um, I, I I would caution parents. Uh, not necessarily to want to regulate everything. Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, 
you know, when does when does the student get to breathe a little bit? When does the student get to, you know So don't and, schedule every single minute, no, right? No, no, Because right. um, you know, Stephen Covey says at some point you should rest. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, you, 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 at some point you have to sharpen the saw. Yeah. We sharpen the saw during rest. Right. You know, um, so to have every minute thing, you know, um, that's not important. I don't think that's healthy either for parent or or, or student. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you just have downtime. Yeah. That's you're gonna do whatever that is, I, and I don't always think that's screen time necessarily, mm -hmm. but it might mean. You know, you're you know, going to call a friend. You're going to uh, you'll go for a walk. Maybe you're going to go play outside. Oh, look, we have swings. Go swing. You know, just something. I just, I just you know, if you, if you over-regiment, then I think you, the, the potential to stifle creativity right. uh, exists there, too. So. so what are some of the strategies that you use when you're developing um, a program? Like you're running some programs for us this summer, right. helmet building and some uh, breastplate building, engineering, um, but you've also run things in the past for us like uh, like the, oh, you're doing the Da Vinci Code, the yeah, Young yeah, Inventors yeah. Workshop. Um, so, so, you know, uh, as you're developing, and we did, of course, the War Machines Workshop, which yes. we're not doing this year, but it was amazing. That was fun. Um, that was fun. So when you're developing something, what are the things you're thinking about as, an, as a teacher who wants to get the most out of their kids, who wants to kind of provide some, uh, you know, get their juices flowing, get that creativity working, get some of the team building okay. going on? Like, what are the things you're thinking about? Well, when it comes, well, so first of all, um, I, I, I consider the list of skills I want to teach. But then I realized there has to be a certain level of buy-in. And so what I like to do, you know, and I don't know if I've coined this phrase, but I'm going to throw it out there, <laughs> where it's camouflaged curriculum. Okay. I want to teach math. Yep. It's best that my students don't know they're learning math. Yeah. Because if they, for a moment, suspect that, <laughs> you know, that there might be some education happening, mm -hmm. they become resistant. Right. But if they if they realize that this is fun and that they're in charge, mm -hmm. so like in the helmet building class, they it's it's a geometry class, but they don't realize it's a geometry class. Right. Um, but it's it's physical geometry, and then we we slowly even introduce um, a, a multimodal, multi you know curricular things because we discuss science. Right. We're discussing. Um, the history, history. What, why did the helmets you know even need to be built in right. the beginning uh, where do we see the first helmets you know so we're having these conversations right. now because it's this low-key unassuming conversation uh, a student is more likely to retain because it happened this casual you know meaningful you know environment and so oh yeah the first helmets were developed by the Incas and this right. is when they were and here's why they did it and um, it wasn't it had nothing to do with war. It had to do with sport. And they're like, really? And then we're just having these conversations. And so, I can now I'm in a position now where if I give homework, it isn't homework. Right. It's research for. All right. If if we're gonna build hel helmets, we start talking about period pieces. Right. Um, then they're like, oh, they go back and they're gonna look at to these things. So I think about the skills I want to teach. But I think about the most creative way that I would want to learn it, yeah. and then I and then I will create a lesson around that. And so, and then I've caught myself um, researching something, not because I wanted to learn more math, but because I wanted to learn more about whatever that subject was. And so, um, and then helping students realize, well, at one point, people had to bend metal. 
to build these things. How do you do that when you don't have a furnace or a press or a machine? How would you go about that? So now they're thinking, oh, wait a minute. I know I'm just using craft foam here, but right. if this was metal, this would be harder. What would I do? Yeah. Um, so some of the principles tend so to be... So even some chemistry, actually. A little bit. talking a little about bit. Like, how molecules change as we eat Exactly. Them. And then yep. uh, heating something up. So, But we even introduced that. For some of the easy uh, EVA foam, you have to heat it up to make it more malleable. Yes. If this was metal, we'd be doing the same thing, but of, right. of course, right. higher you know higher temperatures and things like that. Because right. we're trying to get this into the shape that we're looking for. Um, but then to have those conversations, and part of it is, and it's, it's trusting the students are willing to learn. Yeah. But people, I think, especially students, you know, children are more willing to learn when they're in control of the learning. Mm. Um, I don't look to micromanage that learning. Right. Um, and I also don't look to micromanage their success or their failure. All I'm looking to do is to create an opportunity for them to learn more. Like you mentioned that um, that War Machines class. Yep. There was a student in class who was, I'm going to build a trebuchet. I'm like, great. <laughs> now, it was possible, yeah. right? And he wouldn't let it go. Right, right. And I realized that with the materials we had yeah. and with the idea that he was thinking of, yeah. there was no way he could he could build that. Right. But for me to stop him and go, nope, ain't gonna happen, isn't gonna ever work. Right. You know, uh, here's why, da 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 da. That information was useless. Right. But in the class was what? It was it was five days. Yeah. By day two, and he was a really smart kid. Yeah. At day two, you realize, oh wait a minute, I don't have the right fulcrum to pull this off. Right. So he looked at me and was like, what do I do? I go, um, you've got a lot of other guys who've built theirs. Right. Why don't you collaborate and use some of their ideas? He's like, right. that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. He was able to restructure what he started with yeah. and still ended up with the catapult right. at the end of it. Right. Um, but, but he learned from that, that opportunity. Right. Then we had... Because we learned from our failures. Exactly. It's the best... But... Best what teacher a, yeah, <laughs> in the world. But, but, what a, but what a great place to yeah. come where... Failure is acceptable. Right. You know? And well, it's not at a huge cost either. Correct. Right. But, yeah. well, for them, the cost was time. Right. Because they didn't know what we were doing on Friday. They knew that things had to be finished by Thursday. Right, right. You know, and so then on Friday when they stormed the castle, yeah. you know, Blackwater Castle, <laughs> you know, um, but then there we did the team building. Yeah. So I let them fail individually. Right. And they were getting very frustrated. They yeah. tried to storm the castle five times. Right. Four times they failed. Right. The fifth time when I went, all right, I'll let you guys work together. And I, and I got to be the arrogant king of right, Blackwater right, Castle. Right. Um, but it's probably not going to matter. As a team, as a group, as a unit, right. they thwarted they that it. castle yeah. like with almost, almost no problem. Right. And so there we were able to do a little team building. Right. But then they were working together and they realized, oh, wait a minute, my catapult can, you know, uh, can shoot from a distance, but your catapult is very accurate from up here. And now they were working on strategies together to defeat the castle without changing the original objective. So now they're working together to, you know, to, 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 towards a common goal. And they were very successful. But they had to lose in yep. order to learn that lesson, you right. know, nice. and to, and it's so for me to manage their frustration mm -hmm. just enough. Because I knew if, if they sieged it a fifth time and yeah. failed, 
<laughs> they would have been destroyed, yeah. you know. They have but, to have some success. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but eventually they would have realized, wait a minute, what if we just did this together? Yeah. Then they would have, you know, you know, and that was the thing, them coming together. When I broke them up in their little groups and they just couldn't do it, they were just like, and they realized how difficult it was, yeah. you know. Um, but the idea of working together and have a group that was so diverse, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you know, my only regret is that I wish we had had more students in the class yeah, because yeah. Um, they would have learned so much from one another. Yeah. And we had students in that first four days who were angry with each other and were had their little conflicts. But when it came time to come together, they were able to push all that yeah. stuff off to the side. Yeah. You know, achieve the achieve the objective and get it done. Um, so as I'm building things like that, I'm trying to consider, all right, how can I, how can I mask this? What are the best questions? And also, it isn't important for me to have all the answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, students were coming back, you know, um, day three, day four, and going, oh, I went online and I saw here's a better way for me to um, make my catapult more accurate, to do yeah. this and to do that and to, and, you know. And they were doing, so, you know, you speak to the parents, they were like, they went home and they researched for four more hours. Right. Um, they left there and went into the uh, library right. and got a book on catapults and they were reading right. these books. Right. And so, right. because they were interested, they were not consuming and you know getting all this knowledge and things like that yeah. that were um, very beneficial to them. But it was relevant. It was relevant, but there wasn't this pressure from the uh, grown-ups. You right. will learn, and right. you know, yeah. it was it was because they were interested. You can, you can ride that horse forever. As long as they're interested, you can take that as far um, as, as you'd like to because they're interested. Once they've bought in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we find that too, yeah, a yep. lot with our programs. I mean, it's a lot of times why we will have a theme that we know that kids are already yep. you know, into um, because suddenly you've got a kid who doesn't exercise and now he's exercising. Or yep. You've got a kid who is not really interested in math and now he's interested in math. You know, it's, exactly. it's similar, you know, and, similar and, thing. Yeah. And camouflaging that curriculum. Right. You know, and most curriculum when it's really done, like when you camouflage things correctly, you're going cross curriculum. Yeah. So in one two hour session, we've done history, right. math, science, engineering, and then later, I can go back and go, I want you to write a, 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 a background on your character that's right. going to be wearing this helmet. They sat down and wrote two, three, four paragraphs right. of backstory to go with their character. Right. And so, now what have I done? I've crossed the all, of it. all of it. Then, then when we bring in the actual play and use of the helmet, now we've gotten to the physical part. Now we've gone beyond curriculum, you know, um, the intellectual curriculum. Now we've gotten to the physical curriculum. And what have we done? We've created a well-rounded person. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's it. <laughs> just like that. Yeah. That's, it's easy. So it. just do that. Yeah. Jiffy pop learning. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's awesome. Well, um, we've got a couple more minutes. Okay. Um, let's see. What? Okay. Your favorite. What? What is your favorite recommended book, either as a parent or as a teacher, or both? Mm, um, for parents book for parents um that's hard um <laughs> or a blog or like well i think you know um it's gonna sound silly but um for us a lot of it was the dr seuss stuff because it, it didn't make any sense yeah you know so there's a there's a you know like um uh, all the places you'll go yeah. we'd read that to our kids and so we're doing two things we're being silly 
Yeah. But then we're teaching them to think outside the box and that we had explained that they were going to go through some trouble and some challenges and uh, different things like that. Um, just reading in general. I didn't you know for me to pick one thing. I know it's hard. You know, um, but it was just uh, comic books. Ah, yeah. Um, my my boys weren't really into it. I know I was when I was younger into the comic books, but then later, when you know, like Marvel pretty much put my childhood on display in the cinema, <laughs> you know, um, I was able to reference. Oh, that's the Silver Surfer. He appears the first time, and then I'm like, Daddy, how do you know that? Oh, when I was a kid, I read all right. these comic books. So yeah. to be able to reintroduce that back to my yeah. my, and again, it's in, it's in a very unassuming way yeah. to. To read. Yeah, you know, actually, I had a struggling reader and um, graphic novels. Yeah. Because um, mm -hmm. they've got graphic novels for all kinds of different things yep. now. It's, I think he got really into the Odyssey graphic novel. Mm -hmm. Loved, like, the, um, the classic you know, Homer's Odyssey, right, right. but it was in graphic novel form and he ate it up and it actually helped him learn to read. So, yeah. And so, think, again, but that's that's camouflage, correct? Right. We, and because a lot of times you have the artwork that's connected and then it just makes things a little bit more richer. But right. I've watched students like, um, um, there has graphic novels of Wolverine, yeah, Spawn, yeah. you know, um, they take the classics like Moby Dick and turn yeah. those into more, more yeah. graphic novel types and they're, they're more consumable because I think students today have are stimulated on multi you know faceted you know learning yeah. it's not enough just to sit in front of something without a graphic without a, a picture yeah. now you're watching people learning to read watching videos because yeah. The the the, uh, the captions yeah, yeah, below yeah. are that's and, actually and that's, very helpful. And that's another way. You should do that if you have a struggling learner. Turn on the captions if you don't already know that. Yeah. But turn on the captions for your kids while you're watching television shows. And they'll just, it really does. It really does. And it just reinforces help. it. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, I think it's one of the reasons with our with the two year olds. He'll watch his little show, but we got the subtitles going. Right. And he's just seeing these words again and again and again. Right. You know, so now we're going in the grocery stores and he's yelling out eight. <laughs> like and I turn around, oh, we're in we're in aisle eight. Oh, you know? Or he'll so see something cute. on my shirt and go, uh, A yeah. and like he's two. Yeah, yeah. But I know it's because we we repeat the stuff and right. we go through these little things and we read to them and they have the alphabet and right. just teach them to be able to sit down and right. practice stillness. You know, just all right, let's read. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Awesome. All right, so how do people get in touch with you if they have questions? Through you. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess um, I can be emailed at uh, lloydlamar uh, at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, I'm also working on uh, classes through uh, Mastermind. Yep, so you can um, find him here, and we've got his stuff is live right now. You can go and, and book it if you're interested in your children having classes with him. So we'll put that link in the in the comments. Yeah, and, uh, and, and at some point, we're, you know, we're looking to build something a little bit bigger than uh, the present system oh, yeah. that's, that's in place as far as, you know, education as a whole. But, For sure. Um, but yeah, I yeah. guess. No. All right, well, thank you so much for being with well, us today. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> he is one of my favorite people, so, you know, it's, it's fun to have him here. Um, so if you are not watching this in our Let's Play group, you should go and join. Um, it is on Facebook. If you look up Let's Play uh, Supporting Screen Time Alternatives, you should be able to find us. 
or through Mastermind Adventures uh, Facebook page. It's the group community that is linked there. Um, you can also find us on our website, mastermindadventures.com. And you could email us at info at mastermindadventures if you have any questions. And if there's somebody that you want us to reach out to that you want us to interview, um, we love having these conversations. We love bringing this to you. Um, you know, we hope that you found this helpful. I found this helpful. <laughs> um, it's interesting. It's always interesting to hear different people, especially experts in their field, how they, you know, what their processes are and how they, you know, what they find important in working with kids. So thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thank you. Thank you again. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Let's Play, Supporting Screen Time Alternatives podcast. You can watch these episodes live every Monday at 12 p.m. in our Let's Play Facebook community, where you can also participate in the discussion and Facebook Live Q&A sessions and demonstrations. You can find me, Kristen Kalina, on our Mastermind Adventures Facebook page or by emailing info at mastermindadventures.com. If you're in the southeastern Massachusetts or Rhode Island area, drop by our game lounge in Nerf Arena in Swansea Mall and say hello. You can also find the show notes and a recap of every episode by visiting our website, mastermindadventures.com, under the parent portal. We will see you next week.